Hey, what's going on? Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the FCA Palm Beach County podcast. My name is Jason, and uh, we got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking with AJ Derby, and uh, AJ Derby is a South Florida resident now, but he also played in the NFL, and uh, FCA's played a part in his life. Uh, and uh, just want to introduce you to AJ right now. Hey, AJ, how you doing? How you doing? Thanks for having me, Jason. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so glad that uh, we got to find the time to have this conversation and, and just talk to you a little bit and uh, just your willingness just to, to to work with FCA down here in Palm Beach County. We're so appreciative of that and uh, your heart as well. So I um, just want to talk to you. Just share a little bit about where you're from. Yeah, I uh, born and raised and right outside of Iowa City, Iowa. Um, grew up there. Great, my family had a great family experience. Great childhood. So for my an Iowa kid. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a lot different than South Florida for sure. And um, what was it like? What, what was the uh, what was the sports climate like up there in Iowa? Uh, sports climate it's probably not the same as it is in Florida, but um, there's a lot of a lot of good competition. A lot of guys that uh, do well in the state of Iowa end up going on playing longer and long careers. Um, a lot of corn fed guys, good offense linemen, tight ends. So I uh, fit the mold pretty well there. Yeah, it's a that Midwest is the great prime spot to get your 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 big offensive lineman and, and, and like you said it right those those corn fed corn fed boys up there and um so what what really got you excited about football as a kid yeah um i would say the biggest thing for me was probably my dad played football as well he played at the university of iowa had a as he likes to say a cup of coffee in the nfl and uh so it's always been in our family and just the aspect of being able to compete and just strive for something every single day that pushed you beyond what you thought you really could do that's really cool. And you played, so you played a little bit at Iowa. How long did you play mm-hmm. in Iowa? I was there for two seasons. Um, my second season, uh, they tried to switch me to outside linebacker. And for me, I didn't love the defensive side of the ball. And that was probably the biggest reason that I, I left. It was that, and they weren't exactly sure where they saw me fitting into the program and what position that was. And so as a 19-year-old, if they didn't really have a clear path of where they saw me i uh, wanted to chase my quarterback dream a little longer okay so then uh you went on to to arkansas and mm-hmm. uh so what was that like uh for me in my opinion the sec i think in college football is the greatest uh conference in all of football but what was that uh what was that like playing in the sec the sec sec is definitely it's a different beast um every single week you're playing against nfl talent um, there's no really off weeks. Even the lower end teams have great quality players. And so at the end of the day, the fans are behind you and they don't care any excuses. They they're there to win football games. And that's all you, that's all they really want out of you. Okay. Well, what do you think? Well, like, what was the toughest, um, stadium for you to play in? It's toughest stadium. I'll say, I'll say this. We, my junior year, we played at Alabama. We got blown out. So mm-hmm. that would probably be the toughest situation we went into. But the one night, probably a way game that I had the most fun in is playing at LSU on right after Thanksgiving. Um, just that environment down there. Arkansas and LSU has a little bit of a rivalry. And so that was a lot of fun playing. Wow. That's uh, the, I hear that stadium gets really rocking. Um, Alabama gets rocking. I heard the swamp gets rocking too um, mm-hmm. very much. And uh, as a, as a quarterback, like, Talk about that in those kinds of, of stadiums and that kind of environment. What's that like? Does it, you know, does it throw you off big time? What's, what's that like? I wouldn't say it throws you off big time. You do a great job preparing throughout the week, playing and practicing in noise. So you really have to get your nonverbals down, um, be able to communicate and 
and have everybody on the same page. But I'm going to be honest, I didn't play that much quarterback. And, uh, I was a, mostly a backup. I sat behind Brandon Allen, who's still playing for the Bengals right now. Uh, so majority of my quarterback time was standing on the sidelines signaling. I got a few few experiences of it, but not as much as I, w- I hoped for. Let's shift a little bit to the NFL. You spent some time in the mm-hmm. NFL and um, mm-hmm. the draft process. Just just share a little bit about that. That's very intriguing to me between the uh, – you went to the Combine then? I did, yeah. So my draft experience was uh, a little unusual. Uh, it started when I was at the Combine. They found out that I had a broken foot, so oh. I wasn't able to participate in any of the drills, anything like that. I just had to do meetings, which I, I think I did pretty well on, so that worked <laughs> out for me. But uh, I, was, I, was, I was very bummed that I couldn't run because I knew I was prepared and ready to put up some pretty good numbers. But um, at the end of the day, that wasn't the plan for me, and I made the best out of my situation. Okay, yeah. So you win. Um, so you got the phone call. What, what round were you drafted in? I was the sixth round draft pick to the Patriots. Okay, what was what was that phone call like? So it was was it Bill Belichick that gave you the call, or who was it that called you? It was, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was probably Nick Casario that was the first one that spoke, and then Bill jumped on the phone call. It actually, uh, for some reason, I put my brother's phone number in there because I thought, I don't know, <laughs> what the Baker, I was before the Baker thing, but I knew some of my friends would might have been messing with me trying to do some fake phone calls. So I had my brother's number, and he answered, and he was like, uh, yeah, I, I can give him the phone, I guess. <laughs> so it was good. It was a lot of fun. It was, I would say it really uh, put all those, hard hours and work and it really was a very rewarding experience to be honest it all came to that one really moment of like you you did something pretty special with the game of football so let me ask you this then you know for me as a as a football fan you know i'm one of those people that would be like i'd want to get drafted by only one team you know i'm sure if i was actually in the process i would just say i want to get drafted by any team you know Mm -hmm. any of the 32 it's it's a dream and um did you have any hopes of getting drafted by anybody specific or are you just happy to get drafted um, I would say I had teams I really wanted to go to, but for the most part, I was just very happy and blessed to be in that situation. Cause I really, my senior year of college, I switched to tight end. I only played about seven, eight games of tight end. Okay. So just to honestly, and to be in that situation, have teams willing to take a chance on me, that was honestly, any team was, would have been great. Okay. That's really, it's really cool. And, um, you you got to you got to be drafted, but at the same point too, uh, you, you went from from New England to Denver, and then you mm-hmm. went to Miami as well. And yeah. uh, the you know you played in Denver, and you had a phenomenal catch. You made highlights, and mm-hmm. that was that was a big thing for you. And I remember I remember seeing that. I'm like, that was one heck of a catch, a nice one handed grab, uh, and kind of. Yeah. Play that a little bit in your head. What, what, what went through your head uh, right after you scored that touchdown? I mean, that was, was kind of surreal. It was like the highest of highs. You have 80,000 fans screaming their heads off at what a, a play that was made. Um, to be honest, it was it was like honestly it was something like you could, I can't really put into words. It was probably the, one of the coolest sporting moments of my life. Uh, it was honestly a blessing. It was, it was pretty cool. And I, at that moment, I really thought that was like the – changing the breaking of my career of what was really going to happen and it didn't turn out that way but that's part of the that's why we play the game that's exactly right and then then you went to miami and you got you got traded to miami mid-season correct 
So I was actually injury waived by Denver and okay. Miami claimed my contract. Okay. All right. So what's that like then? Explain the the move. So you're living one place, then you get the phone call that you got to move somewhere completely different. What's what's that like? Yeah. Um, I knew the Denver one. I knew the Denver one was coming, uh, going to Miami from Denver. So that was we were a little more prepared. But I mean, as prepared as you can be when you have a one month old. <laughs> so that was a big, big, big travel, big uh, burden to put on my wife. So that wasn't the easiest thing for her. But we have a great support system, and my fa- our families do a great job of helping us out. So for me, that was hard because I had to leave my one year old, one month old baby, and go down to Florida and relearn an offense, relearn every the culture, and get in, involved with the team. So that was difficult for myself and for my wife. But um, I mean, God definitely had His hands on on us at that moment. So we 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 made it through very well. That's good. Yeah, I, I remember a game against the Jets in the Meadowlands. You you mm-hmm. scored a touchdown, and um, yep. that was that was one of your uh, big things in Miami that year. And I remember watching the game. I remember specifically mm-hmm. where I was sitting, and I watched it, and I saw it. And uh, but with. Uh, with that, how would you explain your time uh, in in Miami? Since we are South Florida, we're in Palm Beach mm-hmm. County FCA. Explain your time in, in South Florida playing for the Dolphins. Playing for the Dolphins was awesome. I loved the fan base, the community. Um, personally, for myself, I felt a little disappointed because every time I felt like I was building momentum with the team, I, would, I got hurt. So I, mm-hmm. I broke my foot, like cracked my foot in training camp. Um, so I really had to sit out for a few months. And then I got back for game one. And I started to build up momentum, get the trusted quarterback, Tannehill. I'm starting to play well together. And then against the Raiders, I, re- I broke it and to the point where I needed surgery. So, like, it was just – that's kind of how football is. I mean, it's just being in the right place at the right time. And uh, the injury bug definitely had a big factor in my career. Yeah. Well, then after after your time in Miami, then you went to training camp with, with New Orleans, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. So yeah, sure. it's really cool. You got to, you know, you got to play with, with – Tom Brady, you got to catch a ball from Tom Brady. You got to catch a ball from Drew Brees. You kind of, you kind of got to be with some of the greatest quarterbacks yep. for sure uh, in that. Um, but then you got cut in, in training camp, and mm-hmm. uh, kind of explain that a little bit, and just what the what what God did in that, because sometimes in our disappointment, that's when our biggest blessings come. So just yeah, hundred uh, percent. I definitely was a disappointment, but um, I was blessed enough to play long, uh, have a career, make it through my whole rookie contract. So at the end of the day, I knew that football wasn't really my only trade as a person. I knew that I had a great family. I had great support. And at the end of the day, football was only one part of my life. And so I really knew that leaning on God and my family, that everything was going to be okay. I I was smart with my money, invested it. And so I... I'm not. I haven't been worried about anything really. I'm just focused on trying to be a great, great person. That's awesome. And, and so we're going to shift over to the FCA side of things. And so you've had some. You had some FCA experience in college, and um, how did that help you grow? And I, and I believe too uh, that that experience with FCA is what helped you get married. Correct. That is correct. Um, <laughs> my wife is born and raised in. Uh, uh, the Northwest Arkansas area. Um, she's very religious. Uh, honestly, going to the FCA program really changed how I uh, acted as a person and the way I saw the world. It uh, allowed me to, I would say, push myself to limits I never thought I could. When it comes to like what I learned in FCA, on top of like outside of just the religious part of it, was 
God has really given you a gift, an athlete, as like the abilities that God gave you. And if you're not pushing yourself every day to be the best that you can be, you're really just not giving you like giving God the grace and the, the what He wanted out of you. Mm-hmm. Like He gave you an opportunity to excel, give glory to God at the highest level. And if you kind of go walking through that opportunity, then you're, in my opinion, not doing the best that you can being a godly man. Oh. Well, I love that. And uh, there's one final question for you then as, as we're, we're winding down here. Uh, what's, what's, what's post NFL life like for you? It's good. Um, I have two young daughters, so a lot of my time is spent parenting them and loving on them trying to get them to be the best that I can do. Um, Spend time with my wife. I'm a avid golfer now that I live down in South Florida, mm-hmm. so that's a good thing to be doing here. And then uh, just some business projects I've been working on. I love real estate, and uh, I'm very interested, and in, I have a project working in the NIL space that's going to hopefully help a lot of college athletes. Oh, wow. That's really, really cool. Well, that's exciting. And, and um, I guess one more question, then. What really drew yeah, you to South Florida? Well, my parents um, actually bought a business here right when I went to the University of Arkansas. Sorry, my kids are screaming in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, my parents bought a business here in the Jupiter area back probably like 10 years ago now. And so when I was left the Dolphins, had the foot surgery, uh, I needed somewhere to like, just, I guess, put my place down as a summer place mm-hmm. until I thought we were going to go to another team. So we really just Airbnb the place here. We fell in love with the area, the community, and we don't really foresee ourselves ever leaving. Okay. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. The first time we met, I was actually uh, on staff at a church up in Jupiter. And I I remember that uh, so clearly. You filled out a contact card and I just saw AJ Derby and I was like, hey, there was a guy that played for the Dolphins. You go, yeah, I know. And I'm like, wait, that's you. (laughs) And like, I saw your size and I was like, okay, that's a tight end size. That has to be him, you know, and it's hard to figure out what people look like without a helmet and and everything. But uh, no, grateful that you're here in South Florida and um, honestly, just grateful to, to get to know you. And and, um, I know you have a heart for, for athletes as well. And, and, you know, you've been willing to help out as well with FCA and we're just, we're just grateful for that and grateful uh, for your heart. Yeah, anytime. I appreciate you, and I appreciate what you're doing for the FCA program. It's just, this stuff is awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for your time, AJ. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to, to what God's going to do through you, through us, and, and impacting Palm Beach County and beyond. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right, special thanks to AJ Derby for taking the time to, to chat with FCA and, and hang out with us for a little while and give his insights on what it was like to play in the NFL and in college. And uh, we got one more guest for you today and it's a special guest and i love this man with all of my heart and it is greg anderson and he is the metro director for fca and palm beach county hey greg how you doing hey jason good to be with you so glad you had that time with aj to talk about what it's like to be in the nfl because you're not going to hear that from me (laughs) i would love to give you my nfl story uh i don't have one i do i do enjoy watching the games though that's right. Well, hey, I just wanted to talk to you real quick, and, and I just wanted to share uh, for everyone that listens, man, we want to hear what's ahead for Palm Beach County um, and what has you excited. Yeah, so Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, you know, really has been focused, not necessarily intentionally, but focused on uh, male sports and football. Uh, over the over the past decades, and one of the things that we are trying to to shift away from is FCA uh, being just locked into a um, a football 
clientele. So uh, we're looking at expanding our reach into other sports, uh, expanding our reach into women's sports. Um, there's some really good things that are happening right now. We've got uh, Sarah Narbonne has joined our staff. Uh, Christy Broussard is in the process of coming on staff. Uh, <clears throat> we've got some other women that are looking to join. And that allows us to, to get involved in uh, women's sports, uh, women's golf, women's volleyball, uh, tennis, uh, those, those women's sports that are competing on the high school level. So excited about that. But like I said, this is football season. And FCA um, is engaged with a number of Palm Beach County high school football teams for pregame huddles. That's... Um, the opportunity we have to come to uh, a school right before the game and speak to the kids, uh, bring a devotional, um, turn their thoughts towards the Lord right before the game. Uh, those are good kind of outreach opportunities. Uh, the other the other thing that um, I think really is um, something that, that we are being intentional about is the discipleship of coaches. So there's some area high school football coaches that are uh, allowing our FCA staff to meet with them on a weekly basis to get into God's Word and dig deeper. And what does it mean to be a disciple? Um, discipleship happens um, when you know you get into God's Word and you start getting real about life. And so uh, our staff is wanting to disciple our high school football coaches through a program called E3. Uh, e stands for Engage, Equip, and Empower. Uh, and we're looking to engage our coaches uh, right where they're at spiritually, uh, walk them through scripture, um, get them thinking about uh, spiritual reproduction, and get them into a disciple-making mode. So uh, that's, uh, that's some of the things that are, are kind of going on uh, during the, the high school football season where we are uh, ministering to coaches and athletes um, and engaging them right where they're at. Very cool. Well, and I guess, too, if we would look at the year and we would look at 2022, one, it's flown by. But two, we are in the fourth quarter of 2022. We are uh, the game's almost over. So what would you say we have? What's our game plan to attack in 2022? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And I love the way you're looking at it because I'm, I kind of feel like I'm in the fourth quarter of my life. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I want to finish well. Um, I, I don't want to just, um, you know, put it into neutral and coast to the finish line. I want to sprint through the finish line. Uh, in in my fourth quarter of ministry, and so when you when you look at the ministry year, and uh, and look at what's going on in Palm Beach County, for me finishing well means continuing to grow the team. Uh, so we brought on uh, Brett Campbell to be our South County director, uh, Tim Tharps our North County director. Uh, we're continuing to add area representatives. Those are the guys and gals that that actually go into the schools, and and uh, initiate the huddles. So um, for me, it's just continuing to build a team. Uh, we had a board meeting earlier today, and our, our Palm Beach County board is excited about the growth that they're seeing. 
um, excited about the new staff coming on. So, you know, we, the temptation here, here's the thing, Jason, the temptation is we want to just say yes to every opportunity. And right now we've got, um, coaches at uh, FAU, Florida Atlantic coaches at Palm beach Atlantic, um, high school coaches that are calling and saying, Hey, and I'm not just talking football. I'm talking all sports calling and saying, Hey, can we get FCA started here? Uh, public schools and private schools. And so we're getting a lot of requests, like demand is high right now, but supply is somewhat limited. So um, it's the temptation is just to say yes to everything, and then we spread ourselves too thin. So we're collectively um, resolved to, to not yielding to that just say yes to everything, uh, and we're collectively saying, you know what, let's focus on building the team assign our team to each school and really have our staff spending more time on a few of the campuses that we feel like we can make significant investment. So that's a different approach. Um, but it's the approach we're taking, uh, to between now and the end of the year. And, um, we're, we're, we feel good about it. We feel like this is the strategy the Lord's, uh, uh, called us to. And then as we get into, you know, 2023, uh, we've got some new territory we want to get into. But um, first, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin. Uh, we want to focus on the, the schools that we can serve and serve well. Well, very cool. So final question then, people that are listening right now, how can they be praying for that uh, in Palm Beach County leading up to the end of 2022 and end of 2023? Yeah, great question. Well, first of all, pray that God would uh, multiply uh, the laborers. Uh, as Jesus told us, the fields are white for the harvest. Uh, call on the on the the Father to send laborers into those fields, and so God has done that. Uh, we thank Him for it. God has added to our numbers. Uh, God has brought us people like yourself. But uh, the prayer request be continue to bring uh, staff, and then. Uh, continue to bring volunteers. Uh, we've got some um, local youth pastors that have reached out and said, hey, count me in. Uh, how can I serve FCA? Um, continue to pray for church partnerships, also other ministry partnerships. We've been meeting now with First Priority and also uh, Youth for Christ, and we're looking at how we can collectively uh, cover our schools in Palm Beach County. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not just, it's not about, uh, just our ministry. <laughs> we're, we're not, uh, territorial. Uh, we want to see kids come to the Lord and come to faith in Christ. And so, uh, we're, we're partnering with these other ministries. So, uh, to just in summary, uh, that God would multiply the laborers and multiply the partnerships. And then of course, uh, it would be awesome if God would provide funding for our staff and for our laborers. Uh, that's a prayer request. If anybody would want to join uh, in our Palm Beach County FCA uh, giving, they can go to fcapbc.org. That's fcapbc.org. And there there's opportunity to give and, and support our staff and support what we're doing. So. Yeah, very cool. Well, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes um, so that way they can go on and, and visit uh, the website. So Greg, definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time and just giving an update on what's going on with, uh, FCA in Palm beach County, excited for what's ahead, honored to work along with you, sir. 
Yeah, thank you. And looking forward to future podcasts. And uh, I'll give a little teaser. Next time we do this, we're going to talk about FCA International. Awesome. Yes, that is very exciting. We have uh, one country that we get to to care for and i've been there and it's amazing and i'm not going to tell anybody what it is so we're going to let it be a little bit of a cliffhanger so appreciate it greg take care god bless you thank you so much for tuning in the fca palm beach county podcast if you like what you hear do us a favor like and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening on and as well you can visit our website fcapbc.org again that's fcapbc.org you can also check us out on facebook and Instagram as well. We're so excited for this fourth quarter of 2022 and what God is going to do and look forward to what's ahead in 2023 as well and look forward to your partnership along the journey. We'll see you next time.